On this episode, Chris and I are going to talk about different strategy for sponsored product ads on Amazon. Chris, this would be good. Yeah, this is fun with, to kind of get that right foundation for your product using sponsored product ads. Uh, so, you know, using a tool like Solozo, uh, this can really help automate that process and really kind of take these tasks off your hands so that you can focus more on other tasks. So this is good. This will be fun. Yeah, there'll be a lot to unpack. So let's dig in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone. I'm Dustin Kane, and with me, as always, is Chris Gramlich. How's it going, man? Man, we're humming right through these. 16 already? We're just keep going. It's going it's good. We just started a couple weeks ago. We're already at 16. <laughs> <laughs> Before we know it, we'll be in the hundreds. That'll be exciting. <laughs> but, uh, but today, this will be good. There is a lot to talk about and unpack with sponsored uh, sponsored product ads on Amazon. We are gonna really try to dig in to the uh, different campaign types you can run, different strategies, uh, the different uh, strategic campaigns you can set up with sponsored products. So there, there is a lot. I mean, we're gonna just touch on, you know, some of it. I mean, there's so many different things we can do with, with sponsored product ads, but I, I'm excited. This, this will be a lot of fun. This is what we deal with on a daily basis with Solozo. Uh, and how and Solozo can help automate this process for you as well. Once you get these, choose what kind of strategy you're going to go for. So this will be a lot of fun, Chris. A lot of information in here. Yeah, for sure. And this is like a good like uh, starting point for your new product as you as you launch a new product. These are types of campaigns that you want to make sure you have up and running because uh, this is only going to help bring more traffic to your listing, hopefully more conversions, and, and help you rank better. Mm-hmm. So let's let's crank up. I mean, let's start with the with the basics here. I mean, when, when you are launching a sponsor product ad, you basically have two initial choices of what kind of campaigns you're going to create, and that's an automatic targeting campaign or a manual targeting campaign. Uh, so, real briefly, Chris, you just want to talk about the differences between those two? Yeah, automatic campaign. Uh, this gets confused as it's being automated. This this is a campaign that Amazon. Uh, goes to your listing and skims your listing and controls where your product shows up based off how, how your listing looks. Uh, so they're going to show you for different types of search terms based off your listing. Manual campaigns, you come to the table with Amazon and say, here's the keywords I want to bid on. I want these campaigns. I want these keywords to be in my campaign. I'm going to bid on these individually and you control what you bid on. So it's two different types, but they both work really well. Yep. So it's, it's those two types of campaigns that uh, we use or you would use to design your strategy. Um, and so it's a, it's using a combination of those and then the combination of the way you're going to target things and what you're going to target inside those campaigns. So let's talk about again, another thing is there's three different match types inside of a manual campaign that you can choose as well. So once, once you put a keyword, you decide, Hey, I want to bid on this keyword in a manual campaign you can decide to make it a broad, a phrase, or an exact match type. So you want to just talk quickly about those different three different match types and the differences mm -hmm. there? Yeah, broad is just like it sounds. You're, uh, you're bidding on dog brush. Uh, if somebody types in uh, German Shepherd uh, brush for my dog, you're going to show up because dog and brush is in the same search term, but they're in different types of order. So your ad would show up for there. Phrase match, it has to be in the exact same order 
that the phrase in. So dog and brush have to be together. Um, so, you know, large dog brush, golden doodle dog brush, like they have to be exactly in that same order. And then exact match is exactly the term you're bidding on. So that's, it shows exactly what you're bidding on. Um, and you can use all three. I recommend using all three because uh, you, you may be able to get a lot of different variations for the search terms. Yeah. So basically, uh, besides keywords, the other thing that you can bid on is you can bid on your competitor's ASINs, right? So that's called product targeting. That's where you're going to show your ad will show up actually on your competitor's listing. So that is just another type of target that you can do inside a manual campaign. It's also when you run an auto campaign, Amazon's going to be showing you uh, for ASINs as well inside those auto campaigns. Uh, so using all of those things that we've just talked about, now you get to design your, your strategy for how you want to show your ads and how you'd like to optimize your ads as well over time. Because obviously the goal with any sort of advertising is to get the maximum amount of sales you can can get while keeping your ad spend profitable. You can't you can't be spending too much, otherwise uh, it's not sustainable and you can't do it. So let's talk about if if you're looking if you're starting and launching a product right now and you're looking just to set up some really sound basic structures uh, for your campaigns. Uh, let's talk about how you can set those up and what you would need to do um, to get going. So. I'll start it off and you can describe this one for, for us, Chris. Uh, probably the most widely used optimization tactic is to run an automatic targeting campaign. And then as things start converting to sales, you move them to you move those keywords or targets to a manual campaign, which is what we would call an auto to an exact match campaign structure. How so what is what does that do? Why is that optimizing for your for your ads? How's that structure yeah. official? Yeah, good, good question. What you're doing is you're just taking the proven search terms out of the auto campaign by going to your search term report. Anytime a search term converted, you wanna take that out of your auto and put into a manual campaign. And then you make that same term a negative exact in your auto campaign. And this just allows your auto campaign to find new search terms. This is bare bones optimization. I mean, there's a lot more you could do with this as far as optimizing the campaign. But in, in generic, an auto to a manual exact, this is basically just taking the search terms out of an auto that converted, put them in a manual exact, and now you're going to bid on those search terms at an individual keyword level, and you're going to let your auto campaign continue to mine and find new search terms. Yeah, that was well, well described. And I think uh, to, to even go deeper into this the the reason you have to use those two is because of the limitations that you get from amazon on these types of campaigns for example on an automatic targeting campaign you can only bid at the ad group level you can't bid at the keyword level so it's it can be very inefficient in what you, you could be underbidding on certain keywords so it doesn't show up for it and you could be overbidding on keywords and so you utilize the automatic targeting campaign as like a keyword research tool and so you're allowing this spin to happen so that you can find these things. And once you convert, you get it out of there immediately. And mm -hmm. now you know it's, it's successful. So now you can put, and when you put in that manual campaign, that allows you to refine the bid at that exact keyword or ASIN level. And by negating terms in the auto campaign, you're forcing that auto campaign to look elsewhere. And you're also take, getting rid of words that are, are inefficient uh, spending. They're not. They're costing you money, but not converting to sales. So you get rid of all that, 
And then this becomes a nice flow of keywords into your manual campaign and that ad spend gets really efficient. So that's very tried and true. That's that's the kinds of structures and that's the kind of uh, work that you and I did back when we started, uh, you know, 2014, 2013, uh, we were able to utilize structures like that very well. Um, now you can get much more thorough and there's, so now we're going to try to talk about just different campaign structures where we utilize more of like the broad and the phrase match types and what that's going to do. And then let's talk even more about how we can even, isolate more keywords into different campaigns so they perform even better or so that we can uh, have a goal associated with each campaign and what what our goal is with that. We'll talk about like defensive campaigns or branded campaigns or competitor campaigns, all that stuff that we'll, we'll go on because you can really get down a rabbit hole here and talk about this stuff. <laughs> but, it, but it makes a difference. It makes it makes a real difference. So we've talked about the auto to exact match. Um, that that's probably your most efficient. If you've got a limited budget uh, and you want to do keyword research, but it's still limited, that's probably your best bet. Uh, it's that's going to limit the amount of keyword testing you do. But now let's say you've got a decent advertising budget. You're launching a product and you'd like to optimize really fast. You know, you want to get you want to find as many keywords as possible and uh, move them through your structure. Would, would you now include some more broads and phrases in that match uh, strategy? I would, and what I would do is I would have an auto campaign still run, because that's gonna be where I'm gonna find new search terms from Amazon. But I would also do a broad campaign, a phrase campaign, and an exact campaign. Uh, and then I would take, uh, what I would suggest doing is try to find like your top six to 10, or you can go a little bit deeper, like th th top 20 keywords that you want to go after. And I would add those all in broad phrase and exact campaigns. Uh, that way I have a really wide net. So I'm showing Amazon, I really want to bid on these keywords and I'll put them in different match types. So I'm trying to get all the traffic I can to my listing. Um, so that's what I would set up as a, my first structure. Uh, taking it even a step further, if you know like the top five keywords you want to target or the top six keywords you want to target, you can create what we call a hero campaign. And Dustin, you could touch a little bit on this. You create a hero campaign and you put these in a separate campaign by themselves so they get their own budget, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A hero campaign can be really effective, especially in a launch, in a launch setting or in a setting where you have a keyword that's dominating one of your campaigns and it's using up all the budget. Uh, so yeah, you can absolutely create those hero campaigns and they can make a big, in, in a product launch cycle, um, you know, just deciding the few keywords that you want to rank on the most and putting a lot of your budget there can really help as, a, as, a, as opposed to casting a wide net um, where you're spending money on all these different keywords, you're focusing on a couple. Um, but also if you're running a campaign and you find out that keyword XYZ is, um, is 80 to 90% of your budget, You, if you take it out of that campaign, give it its own budget, that'll allow the rest of those keywords in that campaign to actually get money spent on them instead of uh, instead of being used up. So yeah, those are, those are great ideas. And, the, and that what you're talking about, that auto to broad to phrase to exact match campaign structure is just really, really, really thorough keyword testing. So I mean, you're, and like you said, that's, that's another approach 
where if you've got the budget, you can show your, your product all over Amazon. You'll be discovering keywords across all those three campaigns. And then uh, to take that a step further is now if you are running those, when you get complex like that, it gets to be difficult to manage manually. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where automation comes in. That's where a tool like Solozo comes in where inside Solozo, you can actually link up those campaigns. You could link the auto to broad, to phrase, to exact. And then Solozo will automate the transfer of keywords and the negative keyword creation every time there's a conversion through your mm -hmm. campaign. It'll also adjust all the bids based on a target ACOS. So once you start developing campaign strategies and you, and you have an understanding of how they operate, the next step is, is for sure you need to be do it, make it automated. Get with Solozo, something like Solozo, and have that automated. That way you can be more... Uh, focused on designing the strategy as opposed to doing all the work. Yeah. And and that's where that's where all these other campaign types that we're going to be talking about here. Um, once it gets complex like that, you, you, you're talking about thousands and thousands of bid adjustments daily or weekly, potentially that you'd be doing on these campaigns. Uh, so you, you need to automate it and you just need to be focused on what structure you're setting up. So in terms of just basic campaign structures, uh, the ones we see the most are auto to exact match. That's your tried and true. The auto br to broad to phrase to exact, really good. You've got some parallel ones where if something converts in the auto, it'll go into the broad phrase and exact at the same time. And um, you know that, so there's just different strategies and different ways that you can do it. All of those types can be automated inside of um, Solosa. Mm -hmm. I guess I, I must have a you meeting. Something going on there? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> this happened in the last live stream yeah. we did. I could have sworn I got the agents off, but I guess I'm just busy. Um, <laughs> but uh, so anyway, that those are two. Those are some of the the basic ones. Now, if you want to structure it in a way where you can set up different strategies uh, for different keywords that you have. Uh, let's talk about some some different campaign types uh, that you can you can set up. Um, number one, let's say you want to set up a defensive or a branded campaign. What what's the goal of a defensive campaign or a branded campaign? Yeah, in short, it's to protect uh, your brand from other people bidding on it. Mm -hmm. So when somebody types your brand name in their sponsored brand ad or the sponsored product ad placements, you want to make sure your products take those placements mm -hmm. and not your competitors. Um, the A cost is a little bit lower on these, but your cost per clicks are going to be higher because you're bidding on this as a branded name. So uh, be prepared to you know pay a higher cost per click, but you're going to kind of build a, a moat or you're going to kind of protect your brand. And so when somebody types your brand name in, uh, they find the right product and not one of your competitors and buy one of theirs. So I like doing these, especially if you have multiple products. Um, if, if this is something new, you just launched a product, you could probably wait a little bit on your branded campaign. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as you start to launch new products and start to scale up, you're going to want to think about getting a branded campaign. So uh, people, you know, don't bid on your brand name. You want to make sure you're the one bidding on it. Yeah. And this one is so counterintuitive, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and it's in, and until you're in the space a long time, it's hard to understand the need or the value of this. Because 
in theory, if, if I type in my brand name, my products show up, right? So mm -hmm. why, what the question is, is why would you want to spend money where you're already showing up anyway, organically? And the answer is, is because those sponsor product spots don't disappear. Somebody's going to be in them. And if they're going to be seen ahead of your product, and if, if someone's coming in, you don't want them to see anything but your brand. So like you said, it's like building a moat. Well, if, if I type in, if some, someone typed in my brand name and there was a sponsored brand campaign at the very top of the page, that was me, all the sponsored products were me. You know, the first two lines of organic results were me. I'm protect, they're going to buy my product. They're not going to mm -hmm. be swayed by something else sneaking in there. And there's a lot of times where if you leave this unprotected, you could actually not be ranked organically very high for your own brand name. Mm -hmm. It's happened to me many times. I've, I've fallen prey to that where I'm like, I'm just going to ride this out. I'm already ranked high. Let's go. And next thing you know, you're completely, all they see is your competitors. They type mm -hmm. in your brand name. They see you, but they're, you're surrounded by your competitors. They click on your listing. Every like sponsored display ad is your competitors. It, it's like they, you start to totally disappear. And so, yeah, the defensive branded campaigns are unique. And that's why you got to, that's why you got to set this up as a separate campaign is because you don't want these brand names in your regular campaign where you might be optimizing it to a different target. Like you mm -hmm. might be optimizing it to be super profitable and maybe you need to bid a little higher to protect that brand spot. So it's, that's why they should be in a good, in a separate campaign. So that's a really yeah. good, and we could, we're talking about just now sponsor products, but all these new uh, things they're rolling out with sponsored display and all this stuff. You can do so many cool defensive campaigns yeah. and sponsored display and other, and other and sponsored brand, et cetera. There's, there's so much you can do. Um, all right. So we got that now. Why don't you talk about like a competitor, campaign or a product targeting campaign? What's the benefit and use of that? Well, just on the flip side of protecting your brand, you kind of want to go after your competitors too, because um, mm -hmm. you're going to want to make sure that your product is showing up when they type in their that competitor's name. And uh, You may have a better offer, your price may be better, you may be running a discount code, you may have better images, your title may be better, whatever it is, but you do want to target your competitors uh, so you can kind of take some sales away. like you may want to sneak some sales away from them. Um, so I do both. I do my branded campaign because that's a separate goal. My competitor campaign is a separate goal. It has different, probably my top 10 competitors are in that campaign. Mm -hmm. And I would put them in there as a broad phrase and exact, all three match types. Um, that way if somebody types it in, you're, you have a better chance of showing up for that brand name. But yeah, essentially this is stealing sales from your competitor. And uh, everybody's running these. If you're a lot of people are running these, um, I would definitely you know do both branded and a competitor campaign. Yeah, absolutely. So those are those are just really different strategies of of, of separating things out. Uh, not maybe, that allows you to have separate goals, like you talked about. You can be aggressive with a certain type or less aggressive with another type. Um, Certainly product targeting, uh, where you're bidding on your competitors' ASINs, those can be some of your most profitable keywords, and for sure. I've had many, many, many uh, campaigns where an, an ASIN is my is my best performing 
keyword a lot of times, especially if, if like you said, if it's a big value add compared to the your competitor that you're showing on and they get a lot of traffic, that can be, be big time. Um, now let's talk about one more. This is this is the, the campaign that we, every single time you and I talk to an Amazon seller at Solozo, we recommend they set this campaign up immediately. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen one of these not be effective. Um, it, it's, it's an amazingly easy strategy and that's a catch all campaign. So why don't you tell everybody what a catch all campaign is? Yeah, I didn't even know about these until I started working at Solozo. I didn't know what this campaign was, but um, these things are awesome. What this is, is it's, it's an auto campaign that you uh, set up would have asked for you to select the product that you want to advertise. You just select everything, whether it's in stock or out of stock. You just select every single product you have and you put this in this auto campaign. And then when it comes down to the budget and the default bid, this is where the, the strategy comes in. I don't have any way of proving this, but you make a lower bid of like five cents, a nickel, maybe even less, but you make your budget really high, like 400 bucks, 500 bucks. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's any truth to this, but some people say that, you know, Amazon looks at the budget of the campaign and kind of dictates on how it shows up in the campaign or on the search results. So if Dustin and I were bidding on the same term and he had a $5 budget and I have a $500 budget, it would be in Amazon's best interest probably to let me win it because I have a bigger budget. Right. So there's no way of proving that, but that's the theory. Um, but these campaigns can really like scrape the bottom of the barrel and get you a lot of different sales and search terms at like uh, five cents, four cents, three cents, two cents. The cost per clicks are really low. You let these run over time. You don't need to do any optimization to them. Just let them run, set it and forget it for these. Uh, I set this up for, uh, I had a restaurant supply company contact us and uh, they have never ran any ads, but they had like 20,000 or some odd different items. And uh, he did a catch-all campaign. I don't, know, I don't know how many items you really have, but he had a lot. He ended up, at the end of the year, they did an additional $250,000 in revenue just from that ad campaign. Um, and they didn't even use Solozo. They just gave us a call. We, we kind of went through the platform. They really weren't a fit yet. Uh, but they just learned how to do a catch-all campaign just by reaching out to us and, and learning about PPC. So um, that's that's a cool story because that whole company, you know, increased their revenue by a lot. And all they did was just set up an easy catch all campaign. Yeah, I constantly have them running. And and the key is, is the low bid. Don't miss yeah. that. Part. We should call them low bid catch all campaigns. Because sure. you you it's if you just force it, all you're doing, like Chris said, is it's just any random weird search that somebody does that could could be served with a low bid ad wins. And you'd be shocked <laughs> how many times your ads get served through these campaigns or whether you end up showing up on the third page or the fourth page or whatever that low bid serves, you're still showing up. It's costing you almost nothing. I've never seen an ACOS over like four or 5% for yeah, these campaigns. They're, they're always really low. Um, so effective strategies. It, day one, launch a cat low bid catch all campaign for sure yeah so those are basically uh we, we've covered the majority of the uh, common just campaign structures 
the different match types, uh, the different types of campaigns you can run, and then just the the different strategy behind them, whether you're running defensive, branded, product targeting, competitor campaigns, hero campaigns, catch-all campaigns. Uh, there's a lot. And uh, if you guys out there are listening, and this is just a ton to <laughs> absorb, it, it is for sure. Uh, but you can always reach out to Chris or I and set up a call. We could talk about your advertising strategies. Uh, we can also talk about how we could just set those up really quickly. And then our tool at Solozo will do all of the automation for you on a daily basis. Uh, so you can go to solozo.com, click request a demo. Chris and I will talk with you for 30 minutes about anything you want to talk about, about your ad campaigns or anything on Amazon. <laughs> and, uh, and walk you through how Solozo might be able to help you out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, this is a, this is a great topic, Chris. Uh, thanks for all the expertise in this. Uh, it's fun talking about this. It's fun talking about how stuff like this can really change um, your brand on Amazon. It could change the advertising the way it is now. And if you do it right, you can really succeed. So great, great talking to you again, Chris. This was fun. And we'll be uh, seeing everybody tomorrow. For the next on one. the next one. See you, man. Yeah.